0: Remember the 10 we did. 22 years ago to the day yesterday, we tragically lost 10 members of our Oklahoma State family. Yesterday, Caleb Boone and Avery Anderson showed up in a big way while John Michael Wright and Woody Newt combined for 22 to help us honor this Remember the 10 Memorial game against Old Miss inside Galgrave Arena to secure the final Big 12 SEC Challenge matchup title game. Remember the 10 they did. And remember the win we will. Guys, it is no coincidence that we put almost 10,000 in the stands for this. Remember the 10 game. And remember we will. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things Cowboy and Cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter, at Aldeo State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube. Today, we are partially brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Job Solutions is the best place for you to go to find the best candidate for your job. Today is a good day. It is fun that we get to have this conversation about how, you know, we we can expound a little bit upon about why Remember the 10 is so important. Uh, we, we touched base on it yesterday actually quite a bit. The nostalgic side of it is one thing, right? But the emotional side of it is another thing. And to have the emotional side of it, you really got to have a packed out house, as we already talked about. So I cannot tell you how amazing it feels to see almost 10K in the, in the stands. Now, Bedlam, we had almost 11,000. So it wasn't quite that, that, but it was still more than enough, more than enough to give you that feeling that gallagher Arena is supposed to give people. So now that we've done this, you know, a few times, now that we've put this many people in the stands and now that we're on a little bit of a run here, winning three of the last four, now that we're seeing the emergence of Woody Newton instead of just coming off the bench and, and being in a role that's very minuscule, guys, we, we, we tend to forget Woody Newton, whenever he went back for a family-related issue, issue last month, he was gone for a few weeks and he, I guess, had contemplated whether he was good enough to even play at this level. He contemplated whether he was even good enough to come back and play at Oklahoma State. And thank goodness he did. Thank whoever and how whatever Army was able to kind of talk him into realizing that he can do more. He can fill a bigger role. He's just got to step up and do it, and it's got to be comfortable. And now we're seeing that. You know, we had problems against Texas by high ball screens. It's a game in Austin, got away from us, it. no big deal. Again, we've won three of the last four. We have Bedlam, a big Bedlam now coming up after they destroyed the number two team in America, Alabama. Uh, they put an absolute thumping on them. So OU is the team to be reckoned with, and it's a team we just beat. Right, so it's a team we very, very feasibly could beat again. Although they're they're riding a high, they're going to be smelling blood. It is in Norman. They will probably have that thing as a packed-out house. So although we have that coming, you know, we we had problems with, with some of the things against Texas, right? And Texas was really the first game this year that you saw a lot of issues kind of pop their their head out, and we were able to fix them. We are again a top ten defense in America, and. A multitude of of statistics and categories, and we play that way. So when we have a day, right, where everybody kind of catches fire, we've we've been talking about how, how deadly we can be when that happens. If that happens, yada yada yada, right? We we all talk about the what ifs of the world, but when you have Caleb Boone, this is what. Five, six games in a row now that he has been on fire, scoring 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. He's just, he's doing his thing right now. And it's really amazing to see because he only did it with 20, 21 minutes. This last game where we put an absolute thumping on Ole Miss, he only had to play 21 minutes. And Musa Sise was most likely not going to play much. He actually played more than we thought. But guys, defensively, when you hold anybody, anybody, to 35% from the field, that means that they're not scoring the ball. And then from the three-point range, if they're at 26%, again, your athleticism is in fact showing out. We have talked about how darn near 500 in this league is not only getting in in the dance, but it's something that you can jump off of. Okay, put this in perspective, guys. We are currently seventh place in the Big 12, right? We've been talking about if you're 8th, maybe even ninth in this race, you get into the dance, you get into the tournament, especially if you have a pretty decent showing in the Big 12 tournament. Okay, so if all of this is true, and right now we're in 7th place, again, put this in perspective, 6th place is KU. The number 9 team in the United States of America is 6th place right above us. So sitting at seventh place right behind the number nine team in America when they still have to make a trip to Gallagher-Iba. Again, guys, after we go to Norman to play OU here in a few days, we've got a a good stretch of home games, massive home games. So we can come out of this over this next little stretch here. Again, if we can come out of this six and two, even five and three over this next little little couple-week run here, we're putting ourselves in that exact position. We've already talked about it. If you're in that 6th, 7th range when it comes to the seeding, especially for the Big 12 tournament, you've now put yourself in a pretty good position. And we're right there, right? We are literally knocking on the door of being right there. we just got to upgrade our game a little bit. Again, this time... We played our brand of defense and then had four guys in double figures. So we'll talk more about the scoring and some of the emergence of the players and and how we're getting this level of success. But you guys already know, I do have to make sure that I take a moment to talk about more upgrades. You should always be upgrading. And this year as you're preparing for the Super Bowl, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. Guys, we're upgrading the number one sports book in America. We are very excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book. FanDuel, if you're new to FanDuel, actually is even better. They have some great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now so you can bet Super Bowl. 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets in your first bet if you don't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line, point spread. Who will score the next touchdown? It's literally you have endless capabilities. And there's going to be a lot of bets that, there, that are going to be coming into play that are beneficial to you, even if you're just like me, right? Whether you want to see the Bengals get in, Again, and you want to see Trey Flowers and now Tyron Johnson get themselves a ring, right? Trey Flowers grab himself another ring with the Bengals. That would be nice. Or if you're on the other side of the coin and you want to see Josh Seals get himself a a ring with the Eagles because he's earned it, right? He's put in the blood, blood, sweat, and tears. Even if you're just watching for those reasons, there's still a multitude of ways you can bet. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. Join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash college to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash college. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook and partner of the NFL. right, guys, so... When you've got four guys in double figures, and then again, statistically, we already went over what we did defensively, and then offensively, you're shooting almost 53% from the field. You shoot 53% from the field, and you play this kind of defense, that's going to be a W darn near against anybody you play. Not even to mention, you know, you could obviously do a little bit better, right? Anything over 40% from the three-point arc is massively, massively beneficial to you. We're at 35 36% for this game, so we could have done more there. But what we did defensively and, and, the, and the fact that we were able to spread it all around was what gave us the ability to control the entirety of this game, right? From the outstretch, onset, I guess you could say, we controlled it. Again, Caleb Boone has been on fire lately. We still haven't got to see that game where we play a full 40 minutes. This is why I'm so and excited about basketball, guys. This was a, the closest we've seen to a complete game in quite a while. And an 82-60 dub against, you know, the, the vaunted SEC. I know. I'm very well aware Ole, Mills, Ole Miss isn't necessarily the bee's knees in the SEC. I get that. But at the same time, they come puffing their chest all around. All now, I will say one thing. Well, two things. One, how ironic was its watch? Now, kudos to OU. We are very glad that you beat the number two team in America, which is Alabama, which is about to be a conference foe. Find it odd that you're chanting SEC, SEC, condescendingly, of course, to the Alabama team that you're about to be in the same conference with. That was odd. Another one, the O'Cali, a pretty good, uh, historically speaking, magazine covering Oklahoma State stuff, they've been a little odd and off lately, which is, again, we've, we've talked about this. This is some of my issue with local media stuff. They just they, they keep everything in this box, and they do things in a weird way. But the classless move, I want to apologize for the other 95% of the fan base and people that don't exactly think that way, or 85% of people that know you leave in Oklahoma State and go to Ole Miss wasn't exactly all on your hands. Okay, for that portion of us, I do want to apologize. It was kind of a classless move to have the newspaper sitting out. Um, I said something about the left, you can have the leftovers, uh, a reference to SEC or Ole Miss getting Spencer Sanders is one of our leftovers, yada, yada. Classless move unnecessary so for my audience please make sure that we spread this around and do apologize to spencer for that because regardless of yes there were some things done right there were some things done wrong maybe there were some text messages sent that you should have kind of just not messed with maybe there were some things said or not said during your your transition process not practicing the ball game and all of this communicational issues That has nothing to do with the classless move that was kind of pulled, so we do apologize for that, and I hope that you accept it on the large portion of us that don't act that way. But again, back to the game in and of itself. You've got Caleb dropping 18. You've got Avery Anderson, right, dropping 17 points with a jacked-up wrist, and he still managed to play a little over 22 minutes. So he's putting a decent amount of production on on the floor, but the same with Caleb Boone. He was darn near perfect on his shot, so They were double-teaming him in the middle of the game, trying to figure out what they were going to do without having Moustaciste on the floor. Clearly, we were trying to find ways to work it through Caleb Boone, and it's been working. We have a little bit of a new offensive identity, and although we love fast pace, right, getting up and down the floor, that's our cup of tea bread and butter, and we don't mind defending that as well. If we don't get in foul trouble, we're dangerous all the way across the board. And now our half-court sets are kind of coming along. You're seeing the evolution of the half-court set, especially defensively. Now when a team gets a half-court set against us, from a defensive perspective, we have little to zero concerns on what they're going to do. We're fine with it. We're good with it. You do your thing. But as I said before, you do you, boo-boo. And then you have Woody Newton and John Michael Wright again combining for 22. John Michael Wright drops 10. Woody Newton drops 12. And 12 was very early on, right? You can see Woody Newton has come on a lot. They're even talking about it as a team in the last couple games, primarily, right? So he's the only true stretch four that we have on the roster. And we're finally seeing that. His ability to kind of handle these backdoor cuts, I don't want to say it's second to none, obviously, because you saw even the freshman come in. Keon Williams is starting to, to carve out a little bit more of a role as well. This team is coming together at darn near the right time, so hopefully we can keep this going because if we can keep this going and we can keep putting these kind of butts in the seats, the production is going to equal. Guys, the players have just been asking, right? Mike Boynton has just been asking, which is why he's been on campus and, and been uh, you know, open to being involved in spaces and communication with the fans and the students. It's because we can kind of see this thing coming together. How many people are in the stands? It matters a massive amount to these guys. As we've already discussed, there's been several recruits that have committed simply because of the crowd, simply because of the environment. And we've been saying, you know, it's got to equal wins with Mike Boynton. Mike Boynton's, you know, secret sauce, the part of the recipe that he's been missing is the W's, right? And he knows that. He's talked about it. The players have talked about it. We are doing that right now. It is coming along in that department. We're winning games. We're being productive. We're doing it in a fun way. And now we're having crowds to go along with it. This is what it's supposed to be. And again, let me know down in the comments, like, share, um, subscribe, all that fun jazz. My aim is is only to continue to get better, to continue to have more guests, to be more dare I say, locked on and locked in and traveling the country and and, and talking to these coaches. And it's just, it's so much fun doing this. And it makes this job more fun, even if it's just a small, small sample size, a small amount, even if it's just that. Even if it's just a small amount of the audience that is listening and passing things along and I'm playing some small part. We, we're playing some small part in helping Galgariba get back to what it used to be, to get these these people in the stands to do it on a consistent basis. Shout out, spread this around, please. Help me out, y'all, with the students. Hats off to y'all. The students are making this thing in Galgariba what it's supposed to be. The more they are connected, the more you're connected as a fan. The more it all means to you. Instead of just coming to get a degree, all of this stuff behind me, it matters more. It matters more when you're there. And it's showing right now. And these players are so thankful. The recruits are going to be thankful. It is an exciting time. And what have we all been asking for? For Mike Boynton, his W's, buddy. Put some W's on the board. We'll put some butts in the seats. We'll return this thing back to its rightful place. Gallagher-Iberina deserves to be up there with the Coach K, Duke. It deserves to be Allen Fieldhouse, the Fog. It deserves to be at that level because it is, because it has been. And now, thankfully, we're starting to see a little bit more of that. So some people are now getting to experience what we've always been talking about. It makes this so much fun. It really does. Right? Seeing that crowd, okay, maybe, maybe it's crazy to say Seeing that crowd almost makes whatever the outcome is worth whatever the outcome is, right? Regardless. So it is important to me, you know, to have the discussions and know that it's helping us out a lot. And um, another thing, like I'm saying, we're talking about traveling all over the place. Locked on is heading to the Senior Bowl. We're getting the inside analysis from hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college. We're going to find out which NFL draft boards have these players and who are the ones that will be climbing. It'll be all in one location, so make sure that you subscribe to Locked On. Subscribe to Locked On Oklahoma State. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday. It is an exciting time. And Mike Boynton is doing precisely what we've all wanted, which is, again, wins. And we're camping right there at seventh place. Sixth place would be nice. But we're we're chasing Baylor. We're chasing TCU. The the chase with Texas is over. Texas is a very, 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 very good squad, which is kind of why they're 18-3. and Iowa State's number one in the Big 12. But they're lurking, right? Right there, fifteen and five. We know how good Kansas State is. Texas again, seventeen and four. K State, eighteen and three. Iowa State, fifteen and five. And that Texas seventeen and four record is even a little bit deceiving. Kansas State eighteen and three record could be a lot better, realistically speaking. They've had some kind of oddities show up. Baylor is gettable. KU is gettable. We should have won the game in Lawrence. We've got to win the one in Stillwater. So, again, we're chasing a top-10 team for the next spot in the Big 12 race. And and, and the beauty of it is, because we've already covered as well, what J.C. Hoyt is doing with women's basketball is a masterpiece in the making. Again, picked to be ninth in the Big 12. You're bringing in a bunch of transfers, right? a bunch of, of new faces, you did have some. You were able to keep some to stick around, which in and of itself is, is a pretty pretty big deal because just like in football, any other sport, right now re-recruiting is possibly harder, right, than recruiting in and of itself. So to have a bunch of these girls come in, new coach, new attitude, new mindset, and it really just kind of gave you that, that feel. We knew that that Cassidy DeLapp coming back was going to be huge for, for building that bridge. We knew um, Naomi Alnadas, who they call Mimi, was going to be a massive, massive uh, benefactor to what we had going on. Anna Gradassi has kind of come on a lot recently, Transfer from Arizona. Laura Garzon still leads the country, I believe, in three-point percentage, three-point baskets, makes. So she's, a, again, the sixth woman of the year in my opinion, and and it's not even just my opinion. There's a lot of pundits that agree. She would start at a lot of places. You could even argue that she could start right here, right now, for O-State, but J.C. Hoyt has a a, a niche that they've got her welded into. And again, that's another transfer from Villanova. Claire Chastain, an Oki from Shawnee who came home from UT Arlington. And UT Arlington's a good squad. that competed in the NCAA tournament, so that, that was a big risk for her. You got Taylor Collins, obviously chipping in. We know the connection there with her dad being on the Final Four squad in 95 with Big Country. Lexi Keyes, sharpshooter from Tahlequah, Oklahoma. She's somebody who we knew was going to be able to chip in. Taryn Milton has actually been, in my opinion, a pretty big surprise. Fifth-year transfer, again, another one from UT Arlington, coming over with Claire Chastain from Owasso to finish out her career. She has been, honestly, a little bit more a little bit more involved than I maybe even thought. We knew the move in the offseason of J.C. Hoyt bringing in Jasmine Player as an assistant was going to be able to help with the connection. And you see that. These girls love each other like crazy in such a short amount of time. They love the university like crazy in such a short amount of time. Men's basketball is the same. Mike Boynton is the same. And, again, so for everybody, anybody that is, you know, of that mindset that is like, well, why do people get on Gunny, Chastise Gunny, so on and so forth, but they give, you know, Boynton a pass? Well, the reason is this. The reason is the engagement, Right the amount of connection that you have with the university, it equals more reasoning to be in the stands. And then when you get these phenomenal experiences like you have with Bedlam, like you had this other day against Ole Miss, these are the things that stick with people, and that's what we need. What we are doing is precisely what we needed. Women's basketball is cruising. Men's basketball is on a run here, and they have we have the opportunity to take a huge, huge jump in this capitalization process, OU's riding high. We dominated the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Our win in Galgraba is actually the, the one, the game that secured the whole deal. And we won the Challenge 7-3. to three. Should have been worse. Lost a, a OT game. But the Big 12 looked good. But that's because we're the best. That's what we're supposed to do. And we had a few games that were just complete, complete whoopings. OU being one of them, OU was the biggest surprise of the week. They didn't just beat number two, Alabama. They destroyed them. And then they made fun of their own future conference. Again, <laughs> that was odd. But so was our newspaper, Spencer Sanders' leftover things. That was, that was not only odd, that was just unnecessary. I mean, if it would have been extremely non-amicable, if we know for sure that it was all because of Spencer, then maybe. But if we all know that's not the case, then it's just a classless move that was unnecessary. So again, apologies on all behalfs. But that's all we have for now. Oh, oh, real quick, I do have to say. Okay, we'll talk more about this uh, this, this coming week. But the more and more and more you dive into Brian Nardo, the new co-defense coordinator that we brought in from Division Two, we knew that he came highly recommended. He has a good name in the game. He's one of the top 35 coaches under the age of 35. Yes, it's not a big, bright, shiny hire. Yes, it's a hire that is honestly below us. Let's just be real. But again, what we're using it for, if you put all the the puzzle pieces together as an assistance to help Joe Bob learn a a little bit more, to help coach Duffy and coach Hammer and coach Richmond again learn a little bit more mix his knowledge with the 335 with the comfortability that all the other staff has with the players you put that all together and I don't think they're going to have to deconstruct like Derek Mason right because it's going to be more of a conglomeration of everybody working together and learning from each other so again the more I dive into this this Brian Nardo individual the more I like it the more I see that it makes sense and it fits very well. So there we go. So we'll cover that more this week. Um, uh, of course, we, we got a lot, a lot, a lot coming down the pipeline. This is so much fun. It's been a great ride. Uh, we've got so much further to go. So we'll we'll keep this this train rolling. So, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go, folks, and until the next one, thank you very much for making this your first listen here on Locked On, Oklahoma State. All righty, y'all. Later.